Welcome to the Coffee in the Barn. I'm Casey Bradley, president and founder of the Sunswine Group. If you are thinking about entering, changing, advancing, or reinventing your career in the animal science industry, we are here to help you succeed. In each episode, we will cover a variety of topics surrounding work, life, and professional development, leveraging my 20 plus years as a global leader within the livestock industry and my ever-growing professional network to interview other leading professionals. We couldn't do this without our sponsors, NutriQuest, IFF, and Continental Search. Reach out to us on our social media platforms or visit thesunswinegroup.com and subscribe now not to miss another episode. Well, welcome back to season two of Coffee in the Barn. I have a very special guest for us, another committee member for Coffee and Careers in Animal Science. That is Dr. Shiji Chen with NutriBands. Welcome, Shiji. Thank you, Casey, for having me. Yes, I'm really excited because you've had a very unique career journey and you've lived all over the world and <laughs> have your own business. So this is going to be fun. So what did you want to do when you were a kid and you grew up? Uh, sure. Well, let me introduce myself a little bit, my background of growing up so to better understand. So I grew up in a small town in southwest of China, and I literally grew up on a university campus. So both of my parents are professors at the university, and they're actually both in the animal nutrition field. So my dad is a swine guy and my mom is in poultry nutrition. You know, so growing up, I remember I'd always go with them to the university farms to see the pigs and see the chickens. And the dairy farm of the university is literally like right beside our apartment at that time and where we get fresh milk. So, yeah, I grew up in a university settings, you know, surrounded by scientists. So I remember wanting to become a scientist or an astronaut at one point <laughs> uh, back in the days when I was little. But but really, I didn't have a very clear idea what I wanted to do. It wasn't that strong. And in high school, I even wanted to learn computer science or electrical engineering because my then boyfriend, now husband for 10 years, um, he's a computer guy. And in China, the universities that are strong in engineer. And those are strong in agriculture, usually totally different ones. So I wanted to go to the same university with them. But then, you know, how um, China has the college entrance exam where you have this one score and based on only that score, you get admitted. So mine was not strong enough. I messed up the exam and it was not strong enough for engineer. So I ended up in animal sciences. You know, in retrospect, though, when I think back, I feel lucky that I messed up my exam. Because I'm never strong in math or in physics, and I always loved biology. So going into animal sciences, it felt right. And I also realized, you know, the family impact was always working in me. Seeing my parents uh, over their 30 years of career, I kind of like witnessed front row how they have educated and impacted so many people, so many students and helped the industry to grow. So I feel like I have this sense of responsibility to wanted to carry on that and make my own contribution. So um, now here I am in the animal nutrition industry and lucky to be on a 
wider um, stage than my parents, more on an international stage and hoping to do my part. Well, that's a great story. I've loved your story every time you tell that. Um, <laughs> it's very like me. How did you get started? Well, yeah. I was kind of born into it. So you mentioned your parents being an uh, influence. Was there anybody else who mentored or influenced you in your career decisions? Yeah, so uh, I would say my parents would be my first mentors and very important ones. And um, their mentor, oh, let me share with you a story about their mentor. So my parents went into the same lab for grad school and they have the same advisor called Dr. Feng Yang. He was one of the founders for the modern animal nutrition science in China. And uh, growing up, he, he passed away in 2015, uh, age of 96. But growing up, uh, when I was living on the campus, he was in his 80s. And I'd always see him riding his bicycle around. He was still active. And he'd come to our house and, and had conversations with my mother. So I always hear stories about him. He was one of the first top students who went abroad in the 1940s. So he actually studied in the U.S. at Iowa State University for animal nutrition, did his undergrad, his master's, and and, uh, almost finished his Ph.D. But then um, around 1950, the new China was just starting and the country was calling for all the talented people to go back to the country to to build the country. So he gave up his PhD and he went back to to the small town, the university, and he built the Animal Nutrition Institute from scratch. There was nothing there. So he built it. And then he later became the president of the university and he uh, advocated the science uh, to the national level and uh, gained the resources. And today they built the institute to one of the top ones in China and even globally too. So I remember when I just finished my PhD, it was end of 2015 went back home to my parents to have a vacation. But then a a couple of days later, he passed away. My dad was was hosting the funeral ceremony for him. And my mom was there sharing memories of him. And there were a lot of other, his former students. It was at that moment, you know, I feel like all the dots connected where my passion for agriculture was rooted. It was from, you know, his spirit, and then he passed down to my parents. And I feel like now it's on our generation. I remember very clearly on that ceremony day on January 3rd, 2016, I went back home and write on my WeChat moment, which is like Facebook post. I said, I'd like to carry on the sense of uh, responsibility to the ag industry and what when they make my own contribution. And I think, I think since then, that thinking, you know, um, Professor Young's spirit and my parents' spirit has been my North Star of guiding my career decisions and know that there is a big, bigger mission. So I feel very proud, you know, to be a third generation, uh, if you will, and uh, do what I can. So, yeah, I, I think my parents and um, their mentor has a huge influence on me. Wow, that's an incredible story. And um, I would also mention Dr. Advocate, who was my PhD advisor. Um, I spent four years with him at Purdue, and he has been, he's a very trusting mentor. Uh, he lets you do whatever you want, but also very supportive. So I feel like I've, I have really thrived under his mentorship 
and I can talk with him about anything. Still today, every time we meet, I I, I can talk with him about anything. But I remember one moment where uh, I think it was my second year or third year of my PhD. There was a mini MBA program hosted by the Cranard uh business school at Purdue. So every college has, um, you know, some spots for scholarships and you can apply for the current students, right? So I received email. I didn't because I was scared because other participants would be those who had years of experience and I know nothing about business. So a couple of days later, Dr. Applegate asked me, did you apply? I said, no, I was scared because those people, you know, were, were going to be in the same classroom and those people have years of experience. And he said, that's awesome. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, that's a different way of looking at it. And then I, I applied. I got, got the scholarship and went into the program. But I, I still remember the exact thing of when he said that word, that's awesome. And it really reminded me of using another perspective to look at problems. And the mindset of face the unknowns is powerful. Some great stories. So I think this leads in very well into describe your different roles and your journey into being your own business owner and kind of why you changed those roles and made these decisions that you have in your career so far. Yeah. So uh, usually when, when people ask me why I started my own company, I'd say because I haven't thought it through. Um, if I knew how challenging it was, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if I would change my decision, but I would definitely think twice. That was uh, a time when I was about three years into working at Maple Leaf Farms and everything ha- has been great. A longtime friend uh, came and asked me if I would be interested in doing this. And at that time, it was really interesting because I was also approached by another opportunity, uh, which is a totally different career path. It's an academia path. So I tried it, but it didn't work out. But that whole process of preparing for it made me realize that I really want to make a bigger impact in the industry. So I, I thought about it and I feel like this opportunity would be would have the potential to, to do that. I mean, frankly, the tech industry in the U.S. is quite small, as you would know. So um, I'm thinking, okay, this might be, you know, this might open more doors. So I said yes. And uh, the friend is is a co-founder, but but mostly is an investor, <laughs> kind of like an investor uh, with her own money. And then it has been always me uh, through the three years uh, working day to day job. But thinking back, I'm really thankful that I took the risk and had the leap of faith to to enter into something that I'm totally not ready for. (laughs) But the growth for the past two, three years uh, was exponential. You know, sometimes I ask myself about how I make decisions and I feel like I've always been open-minded and there to make a different choice, uh, if you will, than, than my peers try to step out of my comfort zone and that kind of excites me in a weird way. When I was doing my master's at UFI, I actually joined the women's hockey ice hockey team without knowing how to skate at all. Never watched a hockey game, never skated on real ice, <laughs> but my my roommate was uh, looking at it and he's like, she was like, do you want to go? And I'm like, why not? 
And I joined, I played hockey for two years, and that has created wonderful, wonderful memories uh, for my time at Yulofi. So I think from that and from many experiences, I learned the magic of saying yes. And instead of asking why, I asked myself, why not? And just go, go ahead and try it. Well, with saying yes, sometimes there's some hard lessons. And so in your <laughs> career, what are some hard lessons or sacrifices or compromises have you had to make for saying yes? <laughs> you know me. I It's hard for me to say no. And saying yes, definitely, especially the past one or two years, I realized that I cannot do everything and I can't say everything I can't say yes to everything if I do I will need to deliver it and that make me you know I never want to uh, turn on turn down somebody already promised something so um if you talk about sacrifice or, or compromise I think at this point of my career I'd say I probably have sacrificed taking care of myself trying to devote as much time to to work as possible so never enough sleep and didn't prioritize my health and to a certain level, I guess, mental health too. And that's probably not right. So now I started to try to prioritize taking care of myself much more than I used to and uh, really just uh, make choices and do the important things and prioritize them. Very good. So if you could go back and change anything, would you? (laughs) <laughs> That's an interesting question, Casey. And I think my answer would be no. I still consider myself pretty young and pretty new to the industry, uh, still figuring out a lot of things. But I know I am extremely, extremely blessed to to have had a wonderful journey so far um, in terms of career and have always met wonderful people who supported me. You know, the the wonderful journey doesn't mean it's roses all the way. There's bumps, there's tears, there's confusions. But I think that's life, right? That's the beauty of life. And so and I think you know, a beautiful journey. If you wouldn't change anything, would you give yourself one piece of advice, your younger self, if you could? Um, for my younger self at grad school. I'd say learn more about business and about economics. <laughs> you, you're going to need it today. <laughs> yes, yes. But, uh, but besides that, I think something that I, I would constantly remind myself would be people are important and your reputation matters. No matter what you do, you know, people are going to notice and so do the right thing. Well, that's wonderful advice. Let's dive in. You wanted to make an impact and carry on the torch or the spark, as you talked about. Explain how you're doing that, because you're doing that in a very special way. Yeah, so I have my company, NutriBings, and that's uh, we're hoping to build it as a bridge to connect global resources and using our network and expertise in technical to provide solutions to customers there. And on the side, I also have been writing a blog for four years, and that's in Chinese on the WeChat blog. Um, I think started when I started, it was really just just wanting to share things that I've learned um, to the audience in China and share it in a more fun way, in a more positive way, because agriculture is not considered a very prestigious industry. So for people, especially young people working there, sometimes you can feel that they don't feel proud of doing that so I wanted to share the voice of how proud I am and how I've always loved the industry and hopefully that can influence 
one person at a time. Today, we after four years, the blog, uh, we also have a short video channel on WeChat too. So those two combined, we have reached 25,000 subscribers. And um, we've written a lot of reviews, technical reviews. Uh, we have podcasts, interviews. We have Q&A live sessions. Uh, we have career advice. And in case that your coffee and career has been wonderful, we, we helped deliver those messages to the college students younger generations and uh, they they've loved it so i hope that through all this content that we put out and especially through the attitude or the way we put it out people will be drawn to the field and wanted to stay in the field and feel proud of their work and uh, together we can make the industry advance I agree, but I would also tell you, I think you can shoot higher than one person that you've influenced and you've influenced (laughs) me in a positive way and you've helped me and supported me in my entrepreneurial journey. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's my pleasure. You're part of the Coffee and Curves and Animal Science Committee. What have you enjoyed about participating in the program and what value do you think it has? You know, I think it's always uh, important to look at the next generation of her industry. I think I'm still a next generation in some way. Um, And through my grad school and, uh, you know, first few years out of college, so many people have helped me and I want to give back too. And I think uh, the platform you have built is a great way to give back to the community. And only through the connections and the network, the the, the students feel uh, excited to actually get into the real world and and in a way that's you know they can learn in a way that's more efficient or more I don't know there's a lot of things students don't know if you think about it Uh, even though I was a student I thought I knew a lot of things but then looking back there's a lot of things I didn't know so I think you know trying to share our experience and trying to build the connections would be really helpful for their career. And that's important for the future of our industry. Well, awesome. What would you like to see for the future of coffee and careers in animal science? I'd like to see more participants, uh, more students. I, I hope that th- this will be a go-to platform or a center for them when they need anything career-wise. They should know that there's a network of helpful professionals who would like to make our parts. Hopefully they they feel comfortable of coming to us anytime they need. Well, thank you so much, Shishi, for being on. And I can't Mm -hmm. wait to see what you do in the rest of your career. (laughs) Thank you, Casey. We hope you liked this interview. You can listen to this and other episodes on coffeeinthebarn.bushproud.com. We will also like to thank our sponsors, NutriQuest, IFF, and Continental Search. We are grateful for supporting us in this journey. Remember to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Coffee and Careers in Animal Science and our YouTube channel, Animal Science Office Hours. But before we go, we would like to remind you that we just launched our ebook, which presents a series of tips and advice to improve your networking, presentation, and speaking skills, making you stand out among other professionals. Subscribe to our email list by clicking in the link in the show notes to get your ebook, news about future episodes, upcoming events, programs, and more. Also, if you love the Sonswain Group's outreach and mission, please consider supporting the cause and buy us a coffee. The link will be in the show notes as well. I promise, 
the money will keep funding our amazing outreach, our student exchange, and new solutions for animal agriculture. Remember, life is short. Take your coffee in the barn. See you next week.